All right, Herman Trask. Is that Mr. Worthy? Yeah, man, it's been a while, man. What's good, brother? Hey, I remember you. I, I think I, I did a show with you some time ago, man, and we've been trying to put that together ever since. What's been going down? Oh, man, everything's been good, brother. I can't complain, man. We're just living life, man. And yes, sir. to, uh, you know, work our way through it. You know how that goes, right? Absolutely. Want to start by wishing you a happy Father's Day, man. Well, I greatly appreciate it, brother. Happy Father's Day to you as well, man. Happy Father's Day. How, how's, it, how's it feel on you, man? This is what going on the third fourth year so far man how you how's the feeling for you man you digging it yeah absolutely man my, my little girl's a joy and uh you know just you know it comes with its challenges like we're right now we're doing potty training and you know that's that's uh that's got its uh, ups and downs but you know you know we we're trying to build a a functioning human being here a functioning uh law-abiding citizen what's about with you you and your teenagers brother my daughter is 14 enjoy potty training brother enjoy it you know what i'm saying <laughs> things are well man we are going through uh teenage years we're getting ready to start high school oh you know, my son is going to be going to the sophomore year my daughter's into her freshman year so there's a lot oh. of changes going on um a lot of adapting going on man and we're just all trying to get on the same page so Okay, same page is good. Same page is good. Same page, man. So, so far, so good, brother. So far, so good. All right, man. Well, you know, we are calling this one. This is our uh, Father's Day episode, man. So, yeah, we're gonna, we're certainly gonna send a shout out to all the fathers out there that are holding it down. I know we probably say that every every time out, but you know, definitely more so than than, than ever today and tomorrow and this whole weekend, as a matter of fact. And, and shout out Juneteenth on Monday, or observed. Because Juneteenth is actually tomorrow, right? Yeah, Juneteenth is tomorrow, man. It happened to be on Father's Day. So yeah. we want to pay homage to both those things individually, man. And, and uh, hopefully uh, we can get this out to these fathers out here today, man, so we can show our love and appreciation, man, for everybody out there fighting a good fight. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, man. Absolutely. So uh, well, what's, what's the deal, man? How are we going to approach this, uh, this sweet science of fatherhood how are we doing this today well man you know we, we got together man and talked about it briefly man and i think uh it would be apropos to uh kind of bring our fathers to the forefront man unfortunately man i've lost my father four years now man and you're then losing your father for you know with, with a, a, this year coming up whatever the case may be and i thought it'd be uh appropriate to give them their flowers man and kind of really kind of speak on them man and there are ways through life and the things that they did, man, and how they impressed upon us, uh, different things that we carry to this day, man. What do you think? Hey, about that? Shout out to Herman A. Trash. He didn't want to be called senior. He's just Herman A. Trash. Shout out to him. Uh, rest in peace to my father. Uh, he died in July 2020. Um, shout out to Mr. Worthy. Mr. Worthy was my guy, man. Absolutely. Love Mr. Worthy to death. Absolutely, man. Uh, my, my father passed October 1st. Uh, you know, night 2018. So, mm. so uh, great, much appreciated, man. My father didn't like the senior so much himself. He was Stephen Worthy Senior. Yeah, uh, you know, saying he was he was something else, man. He was something else, man. Left a really left a lasting impression on me, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt, man. Like I said, I, you know, just being being with you and your family during summers, and and you know, we, you know, once we got to be uh, adults and everything, you know, I, you know, we always see him just around his house tinkering with something and right. yelling at that dog, whatever the dog's name was. <laughs> Lucky man, <laughs> yeah, that was a rotten dog, man. You know, hey, I, man. you know, call Peter on me, man. That that dog. Ugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, man, he was something else, man. He was one of them dogs that only only listened to one person, man. He, he, was, he listened to my father all the time. He listened to nobody else. Um, but yeah, man, uh, let's let's jump into it, bro, man. Uh, no doubt. Her, man, tell me about your dad, man. Tell me a little bit about him, man. Tell me, you know, uh, where he was from, uh, mm. you know, what he was like, man. Tell me a little bit about him. My father, born and raised in Gary, man. Uh, you, you know, he's one of those uh, Roosevelt Panthers, nineteen sixty-five. You know, so okay, yeah, Roosevelt, man, nineteen. You know that, you know the them, them cats that were at the Roosevelt in the sixties, man. You know, you really just can't tell them nothing, man. They, they royalty. <laughs> yeah, they, they pretty much ran Gary, man. They, you know, yeah. No doubt, man. During the whole uh, Motown and civil rights struggle, man, absolutely, it's a, a special group of kids, man. You know right. that they come out during that time, and that's countrywide. I mean, that's Gary, the places like Detroit, all around. But uh, yeah, he came up, uh, Gary Roosevelt. He went to Vietnam right after high school, and you know, my sister, my oldest sister Tracy, was born uh, while he was uh, while he was there fighting a good fight in uh, Vietnam, and you know, he had. The rest of us, my my middle sister, my last sister, and myself, we all went upon return, and you know he, uh, my father, you know he's just you know he, uh, he was talent, ultra talented. He could do basically anything. He knew how to build things, and he knew he knew a little bit about cars. He knew a lot about carpentry because he wanted to go to you know school for carpentry. Right. He, he got accepted to Grambling, but he didn't end up going because of uh, being drafted, obviously. Um, you know, like I said, I, I can't think of a, a, a more talented person and he was really, really smart. I mean, you know, he's he was as as smart people go, I, I think he was but he was the more of a book smart type of person, not like a, a my mother's more of the uh, applied knowledge sort of person that he's like book, 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 he knows he knows history, he knows mathematics, he knows this, he knows that. But right. Right. Hey, man, I said my father, you know, he great loss for me and for my family, man. We we talk about him a lot, I think about him every day. Um, how about your father, man? What's up? Oh, man, uh, before I even start, man, uh, I, I got to uh, share the room with your father on several different occasions, man. Oh. He, just, he just was a wise dude, man. He yeah. was just, he always had words of wisdom for us kids, man. He'd yeah. tell us, you know, he tells us when we were messing up and he'd tell us when he's like, hey, man, you guys keep doing what you're doing, man. He, he saluted us and patted us on our back when he needed us and he kicked us in our butt when he needed us, man. So no I, doubt. I no appreciate doubt. your father's presence, man. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But certainly, Mister Worthy, you know, deserves his flowers too, man. So absolutely, man, absolutely, man. My father, uh, he was uh, born and raised in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, mm. uh, he was born in 1945. Uh, uh, he, uh, he was uh, not a complicated man at all. He just kind of was really a close to the best type guy. You know, you really didn't know what he was thinking. He'd tell you what he wanted to tell you, but as far as being able to kind of get deep into it with my father or speaking of any type of deep feelings or anything, that just wasn't his bag. That just wasn't his thing. He was right. he was a really cool dude, man. Uh, he um, grew up in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he was uh, he got married. Uh, his first marriage, he got married, I believe, when he was 21, 22 years old. Uh, I think that lasted a few years when they were there in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, ended up moving to Gary uh, after jumping around. I think he said he moved to Georgia. He moved mm. to uh, New York and lived in Brooklyn for a while. No. Uh, yeah, he did, man. He did because uh, he was a tile layer. Uh, so wherever there was work and there was union work, he would go. 
Okay. Uh, I had an uncle, uh, ironically enough, Uncle Sebron, that mm. lived in Gary at the time. And uh, he told my father, hey, you should come to Gary. There's a lot of work yeah. going out here in uh, these surrounding cities in Chicago and whatnot. Uh, and my father got there, man, and set some roots down. Uh, met my mom, and I was born in 1978, man. And, uh, and, and the, the rest is history, I, I suppose. It's myself, uh, my sister, uh, you know, is four years younger than me. And yeah. my brother came along five years after that. So. Okay. You and I had a discussion earlier before, you know, before the start of this, man, about about your father's uh, temperament, his comportment, if you will. Right. And right. Uh, we need to, to tie that into uh, Montgomery, Alabama, man. We know all of the, the good stuff that was happening in Montgomery at the time when, you know, he was around um, the, the bus boycotts and, you know, all of the things of that nature, man. Yeah, why yeah. do you think? Well, here, forgive me. Uh, why do you think that, you know, he carried it like he did, man? Uh, I think it was a reason for it, man. I used to always wonder as a kid, man, why is this guy so stoic? Why is mm. he so uh, just mean? He, I felt like he was mean as hell when I was a kid, man. There really <laughs> wasn't a whole lot of play to him. Like, you know, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't go and, like, you know, punch him in the air, like, I got you, run off. Like, you know, so he burned the whole house down. What's going on? <laughs> you know, right. He, you know, he was. Uh, he had a temperament to him, man, that, yeah. that used to make me wonder when I was a kid, man, did I do something wrong or, you know, do you, are you not happy here with us? Or like, man, what's the problem? What's going on? And it's not till I got a little bit older till I started mm -hmm. to understand, you know, yeah. my, like I said, my father was born in 1945, you know, in 1955, um, the Montgomery boy, boycott, uh, mm -hmm. you know, kind of came into play. Uh, he was 10 years old at the time, man. And even 10 years after that, in 1965, the march from Selma uh, mm -hmm. over the, uh, the Pettus Bridge until downtown Montgomery occurred. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. if you remember your history, man, you remember, you know, it's kind of etched into my memory, all the bloodshed uh, yeah. that went down on that bridge yeah. and on that walk from, uh, from Selma to uh, uh, Montgomery, man. And when you when you start to understand all the things that were in the play uh, in the South, you know, specifically yeah. Montgomery, Alabama at that time when he was a young man, uh, maybe those, the way he was, was how he needed to be to survive at that point in time. Maybe that was the way that his mom and his father, my grandparents taught him to be just in order to make sure he would come home every day. Cause my father yeah. would always tell me stories about having to ride the bus here and having to get there and, you know, this, that, and the third. And, you know, it's funny, man. Uh, <clears throat> he didn't share a lot of stories with me. And I'm not telling you that my father was at the heart of the struggle. And he was on mm -hmm. that bridge when he was, you know, doing all that right. stuff. Because uh, he wasn't, as far as I know. Um, but I know if that was the uh, climate at that time, that you had to be a certain type of way in order to survive it, in order to get through it, you know. And I don't think that ever left him. I think that always uh, was a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Or something that really, you know, stuck with him as he got older. And that's just what it is that I encountered and just didn't understand until I was older. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. I mean, if I'm hearing you correctly, man, your father basically just comes from a time and a space where you could very frankly be killed on a whim. Absolutely. You know? On a walk home so, from school. Absolutely. Yeah, this this ain't no game. This is the shit shit wasn't no game, man. So, you know, maybe just shit wasn't funny, man. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it really wasn't, man. And like I said, as a kid, you don't really have that understanding. You don't have that scope. You don't Correct. really, you're not really able to look at it and tell you exactly what it was, man. You know, mm -hmm. um, 
I, I felt like it was just overboard sometimes. He was really overprotective, man. He was really uh, crazy about us, man. He really didn't even like us out of his sight often, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and we used to always say, like, man, you always overdoing it or getting on our butt about something, man. Right. You know, as you get older, man, you grow appreciation for those types of things, and you understand where it came from and why it occurred the way it did. Hey, it sounds very similar, man. Like I said, I used to get into it with my old man as well. He was always asking me, he's like, man, why are you always trying to go to Maryville? And I'm like, uh, dad, I go to school in Maryville. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where the mall is. Um, yeah, yeah. All those things. I, I got a job that's out in Maryville. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I didn't I didn't know what to tell him, you know what I'm saying? You know, right. right. So, you know, he's just, you know, he and, you know, you never know what what experience he might have had with the cops in Miraville or, you know, what, you know, once they got the uh, once they decided the the uh, people that decided to move out of Gary, you know, once Hatcher became there, you know, you just don't know what you don't know what his experience is. So, you know, yeah. he had a he had a right. thing about Miraville like your father, you know, so, so, you know, you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Also protective, bro. Like, you know, we talk about fathers being protectors, man, like. You know, to go to a, a West Side basketball game, I, I caught all kind of hell, man. Like, I couldn't get out the house. I had to tell you what time I was coming back. I had to make sure my hat was on a certain way or no hat Correct. at all. Like, you know, Correct. like, no he hats. like he knew exactly what was going on in the street, man. This just an example, man. Like, uh, I would be outside playing somewhere. There was a yeah. park down the street called Washington Park that I would go to sometimes and some of my friends would be there. We'd be doing this and we'd be doing that. Nothing really bad. We'd just be hanging out at the park. And, yeah. you know, if I'm gone for more than an hour or two, my father had an old Ford Ranger truck or old, old yellow Ford Ranger truck. It was undeniable. You couldn't miss it. It's not like you yeah. could sneak up on anybody with it. <laughs> and he'd be riding up the street and I look over and I'm like, what? And I, and I would just walk to the truck. I'm like, what's going on? You need me to come home? I'm like, no. And he just keep driving. Like, I'm just checking. Yeah, friendly neighborhood check, bro. Like, I'm just seeing what's going on, making sure you ain't doing something you ain't got no business doing. You know what I'm saying? And But it did keep me in check because I didn't never know when this nigga was going to pull up. Like, you know, man, was going like, to pop up, yeah. yeah. I didn't know he was going to pull up. So he would do that just randomly as hell. So because he did that so randomly, it made me always think in my mind, is my dad back here watching? What's going on? Mm. What's, where he at? And that was like when I was kind of rounding the curve, man. I was coming yeah. out of eighth grade, getting ready to go to high school, and he just was concerned and wanted to make sure that I didn't slip into any kind of bad habits or bad crowds or anything of that nature, man. He was very yeah. vigilant about his children, very. Hey, you know what? And that's a good thing, not a bad thing, my man. No, no absolutely it's not. Absolutely it's not, man. I dig it. I dig it, man. So, you know, um, my father who was who he was, man, I loved him for it, uh, you know, and I'm still to this day really kind of, putting together the pieces man and, and yeah kind of gaining an understanding of it you know what i mean yeah absolutely you know we're, we're going to talk about this a little later you know about you know how you experience your father retrospectively you know and it's right. you know it's just you know i i must say man you know you're never ever ready for you know for him not being there you know what i mean I feel like, I, like you said, you had a you had a while to to wrap your your uh, wrap your brain around the fact that your father might not be there. I feel with with this specific situation, you know, it was a little more acute with me. But do you feel like you were any more prepared than anybody else, or less, whatever? What's your experience there? No, man, no, man. Uh, those those feelings and emotions that that uh, kind of came to the surface when uh, when he passed. Yeah, I, I I hit them. I ignored them. I didn't. Uh, pay them the proper attention I, I wasn't able to properly process anything 
everything that happened around that time was just real. I just allowed it to be very surface level. I didn't really, I didn't want it to penetrate me or uh, uh, or show any emotion from it. And that the emotion and the heartbreak and everything came weeks after, you know, just yeah. slowly but surely. Like I, I was still so in shock that I really didn't know what to do with the information that my father was gone. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, 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 like you said, to say that I was uh, that I wasn't prepared, of course not, not at all. Mm. It's it's uh, it's one of those things that you know that you can't really explain away. It's like you know you can go, hey, listen, all of our affairs are in order, the will's in place, and you know we know he's got X amount of time to be here. You know, I, I feel like even if I would have had those things, it still would have knocked me stupid. You know. But were you able to properly process what was going on, man, or or like me, was it so much going on you were able to try to you were able to kind of hide in those, you know, that busyness that that needed to be done? Man? How did you take it? Man? Uh, I guess I don't know that I was able to hide, man. I just you know I just had my several several breakdowns here and there, and mm-hmm. you know I, I just you know it was it was it was tough, but you know I, guess I don't feel like I was I was I had to hide, man. I just you know I was in pain and. You know, and I, I don't know, I don't know how it actually, how I worked through it. I don't know that I have worked through it, honestly. So mm. I, I can't, I, you know, I don't really have an answer for that, but mm. you know, I just, you know, it's, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I said this on Facebook the other day that, you know, my 41 years with my father was just wasn't enough. I, I want to be arrogant enough to say that, you know, that, that, you know, ah, that wasn't enough, even though there are people out there, man, that, you know, ain't met their father. You know, I just, you know, I, I miss my old man, you know? Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. I think it's a, I think it's a process, man. I think just slowly but surely, uh, we heal, but we absolutely never forget, man. Like mm. we said at the beginning of the show, man. Our, our father had lasting impressions upon us. Yeah. Uh, and, and for something like that, he was a pillar in my life, man. Somebody take a pillar from you, it takes a while to rebuild that or to even uh, learn how to exist without it. So hey, hey, and the best part about people like you is, man, you get to wear his whole face for the rest of your life. So, you know, <laughs> you, know it's, you know, it'll always be there, brother. Yeah, me and my sister and, and, brother, and your sister and your brother. We absolutely do. man. We absolutely do. But I can't complain about that. We we yeah. are. We've definitely kept the seed alive, man. And my, my son and daughter, man, they're not. They're not very far off of it either. So absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. I want to skip ahead a little bit, man. And I sure. want to ask you about, you know, um. You know what the the as as traditional quote unquote traditional family or father father roles are. How do you think your father stacked up to you know what a traditional father, what the American traditional father is, man? How do you think that he was different or the same or whatever? To be honest with you, Herm, uh, I I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I envied fathers that I saw on TV or mm-hmm. other fathers that I thought that I saw doing it better okay Uh, and i say that because again my father's temperament when we were younger uh it it just it sometimes it just seems like i couldn't get him to just you know give me a hug or uh you know uh shake my hand or like just be playful with me and as a young man or as a child i kind of missed that aspect of of sure. his fathering you know what i'm saying like I, I i had so much from him don't get me wrong but the things that i were missing were were huge holes when i was young because I, okay. I felt like i was missing out on something man so uh of course in retrospect that's that's not true uh, mm. that i was missing out on so much 
Uh, yeah, but, but he gave you all of him, and all he had to give you, I feel like he probably gave you. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and we know now as fathers that mm. as a human being, that's really all you could do: give whatever yeah. you have. You know, yeah. The uh, the things that you were that you were lacking probably just weren't like you said they weren't in his bag. You feel no, me? No, you know? no, no, he just didn't have it. He didn't have the channel. No, you know, no, and that, no. I, I think the first time I remember like vividly, my father hugging me. Man, I had uh, I, I went to college at a HBCU <laughs> called Benedict College in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Ah, and it was the first time that I had left for any significant amount of time as a young man. So when I left in August, uh, when I was eighteen. And I flew home for Christmas. And when I flew home for Christmas, uh, he picked me and Bert up from the airport at O'Hare. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as he seen me, he ran up to me and hugged me. Oh, isn't that something? And, and I'll never forget that because he never showed emotion like that. So if okay. he hugged me like that, it kind of made me understand at 18, like, and this man is full of emotion. He just has trouble showing it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And for him not seeing his son, his oldest son, for six months straight and then laying eyes on me, uh-huh. I just, I guess I was a sight for sore eyes for him. And, and I can, okay. I'll always hold that and remember that, man. So, you know, I, I appreciate that memory. I hold on to that very, uh, very close to my heart, man. So what about okay, yourself, I, man? What, what, what about it's your the same. You it's absolutely the same as that, really? you know, my father was not in, uh, not a, an emo, he was not some caring nurturer. And, you know, that's probably why I'm the way that I am because, you know, my style of fathering versus his is just night and day. I mean, my, my, Ooh. my little girl, you know, is just, is just silly as a goose like I am. And, <laughs> you know, and, you know, it just, it's my father just like, you know, he didn't, he never asked me about what I was doing with girls or nothing like that. And, you know, Ooh. he just, you know, and even when I got what bookmark that, but keep going. Okay. Bookmark. Yeah. But you know, he, he never had any interest in that. He, that wasn't his business. And he told, told me as much, um, you know, even when I got older and I would, you know, kind of ask him about marriage and things of that nature, you know, he he never really wanted to go beneath two. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, just, he wanted yeah, to stay yeah, right up here. If I were to critique fatherhood, you know, from my father, I would, you know, I would say, hey, listen, I wish that he was emotionally a little more accessible than he was. Right. I mean, but. You know, I, I I took it as a you know as a as a shortcoming like you did. I'm like, man, why you know why can't you just you know be cool and you know because you catch him in a mood here or there. But right. for the most part, my father was, you know, a five. He yeah, didn't go up, he didn't go down. He was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, and you know, people thought a lot of people thought that he was you know really grumpy, and sometimes he was really grumpy. But you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, Thank it's, it's a, a different school of thought, man. You know, um. Like, you know, I, I don't know how you, you know, me and I, you and I haven't talked about this yet, but, you know, like corporal punishment, mm-hmm. you know, you know, mm-hmm. I, my father used to have to get my ass sometimes, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'll say, you know what, I deserved it 98% of the time, you know? Yeah, I got, I got taken to the shit a few times, man. And yeah. It was kind of uh, crazy, man, because uh, it was funny. I even remember when uh, I graduated from the belt. And, uh, and caught them hands for the first couple oh, of times, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it was kind of yeah. like, you know, it's not like I was not doing nothing to deserve that. And, Correct. You know, and I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm validating the fact that he whooped my butt, but it was kind of yeah. like, I, I remember that vividly. Man, I was running my mouth at the damn uh, sink, washing dishes, and I was on the yeah. phone. Well, you can't be on the phone and washing dishes at the same time. Pick one. And I was like, man, and I gave him one of these, like, get out of here. 
You know, I, I don't know. I'd have lost myself. I'm eighth grade thinking I'm grown right. or something. Man, he, <laughs> he spun me around, man, and plopped me in my chest, bro. Oh. And I was just like, it just took all my breath away. And I was like, right, I got to call you back. Get <laughs> off, off the phone, man. And, uh, you know. I didn't. I didn't test this game so much after that. You know what I'm saying? That's we a good idea. Yeah, it we eyes on you like that. Now, I, I may have had a word or two to say every now and then, but not, never, never to a disrespectful uh, degree right. to where he had to lay hands on me very often. That didn't happen very often. Yeah, my father punched me once, man. He, he hit me in the chest saying I, I was doing something. I got. I, I had a really rough sophomore year, man, getting all bad grades and everything like that. And I took my report card and I threw it away before he could see it. Mm-hmm. And he was angry, man. And you know, he talking to me, he's giving me giving it to me, and I guess I wasn't giving him the energy he was looking for. <laughs> he just was like, pow, pow, one, two, and he did it with the same hand. It was two rights. I got two rights right in the chest. <laughs> you know? So you know. <laughs> Yeah, hey, man. I wanted to talk slick, but I just went and wrote it down. You know, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know I wrote man. it down. I didn't say it to him. Yeah, man. You know, fathers come out of that bag, man. And it's kind of like, you know, young man, I guess are a little different, man. My, I, I'm fortunate thus far. Uh, my son being a sophomore, I really hadn't had to do that very often. man. I can I can get mad enough or raise my voice just a little bit, man. He's like, OK, right, he'll just kind of he'll stand down, you know, so far now he ain't. <laughs> He just turned 16 Saturday, so we'll we'll to be continued. We'll see how it goes for the next couple of years. But so far, so good, man. But uh, I ran my mouth every now and then, but uh, that that got shut down real quick. Okay, real quick. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Um, here's here's a question for you. What yeah. what kind of uh, what kind of things do you think were invaluable? That you know, we talked about what you know what he didn't give you, but what did he give you that was invaluable to you? Uh. Uh, my work ethic, mm. my work ethic, it was invaluable, man. He was a mm. towel layer. Like I said, he taught me to trade, uh, everybody around him, uh, for the most part worked on something different. You know, uh, uh, he had a little business outside of work to where they would redo houses even back then. So okay. my father not only put me with, as of when I was younger, my uncle Steve and other men that worked, uh, in tile land and I would work with them. I would be with their, I would be their apprentice and I would just okay. go with them and work all the time. And as I got older, my father would take me places and he'd be like, see him. He's a, he's a carpenter. I see him. He's a pipe fitter. He messes mm. with plumbing and different stuff like that. He's the electrician. Yeah. He gets up on that roof and he puts the roof on. He redoes the roof. Like he knew so many people in Gary. It did so many different things. And he taught me, not only the uh, the value of hard work, but how to uh, know people and know people that did things. So like, man, you don't just, you know, surround yourself with people that know stuff that you don't know. Like, okay. go find somebody that can do this, 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 and the third. Like, my father knew something for everybody. Like, oh, I need my house painted. Oh, man, such and such around the corner, man. He's standing outside in the corner right now. He got a he got a paintbrush in his hand. That's what he do. Like, I, I okay. go find him. He come back, pull up with him in the car. Like, yeah, he, He'll paint it like he was that type of guy, man. And he really taught me that not only hard work was was a, was a good thing, man, and not to be afraid of it, uh, but how important relationships were, which is really funny, man. Cause my father was close to the vest, man. He wasn't no going out partying type guy and go and do this and be on the phone all night with a bunch of different people. He just yeah. knew every damn body. He just did. So, yeah, so absolutely. 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 man. What about yourself, man? What did 
your father lived with you, man. That uh, something that you uh, carry with you all the time. What's something you got? Oh, listen, my father gave me a, a love of music more than anything is that you know he he you know my father always always had some music playing and he liked everything yeah. you know he except for whatever i was playing he didn't like you know he, he couldn't stand that you know yeah, very eclectic taste huh yeah the eclectic taste but he didn't like nothing that i was playing at the time <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he drew his line at whatever i was listening to but, <laughs> but no uh, that man and you know he uh he you know my father taught me how to be upright man you know he he naturally i feel like he naturally had it more than me but you know the thing about it is man i i felt like i got an energy from him okay this is this is what a man does and this here is you know you know he was just my father was a man's man and he was consistent yeah and he was consistent as gravity man so yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I fall short of that and of course i had to realize for myself that i'm not exactly like him right you know i'm you know i'm a different different animal altogether but right. Right. those lessons that i got from him were just you know he said it was valuable you know yeah. just in being consistent and uh and being a man and conducting yourself as such you know as right. you know like it, you know it, it get it went to a sometimes it went to a you know, kind of a toxic level but you know like, he, like you know guys can't do this and like he wouldn't let me take piano lessons when i was a kid because that's what girls did and i'm like Ugh. you know but but then he'll go downstairs and throw on his herbie hancock record and it's like yeah. you know so so you know it wasn't you know it just you know he had a, a sense of, of what a man does and you know and, it, and that you know it serves me well these days because you know i'm always trying to be that rock for my daughter and for my wife you know but what what we're having, man, and I hate to, to break you off, uh, we're having sort of a technical thing today. So what we're going to do is we're going to end this segment right here, and we're going to give the people a part two. And uh, yes, because this is uh, the first segment, and you can say they did really well, really uh, it went really well. But we're going to have to have to clip this right here, and we're going to come back with a part two later today, yep. if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah, it's all good, man. We'll be right back, man. We'll we'll re, uh, get our notes back together, man. We'll come right back with the next part. I bet that. This is Fun Fatherhood. All right, signing out.